0: It's time for the Africa Report, and joining us this morning is Jean Boassa, who is um, joining us this morning. He has a Bachelor with Honours in Education from University of Binza in Congo. He also holds a Diploma in African Sociology, and he is currently reading towards his Master's with the University of KwaZulu-Natal in the French Literature. Uh, Jean, thank you very much for your time, and welcome to Radio Islam International.
1: Thanks so much, and uh, it's a pleasure to be uh, being on this platform and to your listener as well.
0: Pleasure is all ours. Thank you very much for your time. John, let's start over the first issue. Let's look at the elections in Africa and more particularly in DRC.
1: Well, um, the elections in Africa are mainly a, a farce and a lie. Uh, because these elections do not actually respond to the aspirations of the citizens of any given country uh, in the rest of Africa. We can see that, that there were elections in Madagascar recently where uh, President Hajalina uh, is going to um, be thrown for his second term. Uh, we would see that, uh, in Chad there has been a referen- a constitutional referendum, but all these up to the question whether these referendum or the elections per se are truly giving the response to the daily lives of the citizens uh, in their respective countries. So with regard to what's going to happen in the Democratic Republic of the Congo tomorrow, uh, presumably, uh, we will have uh, an electoral process that is already uh, biased by the mere fact that some of the concerns that are raised by the civil society uh, amount to the fact that um, the voter card can't be uh, readable and uh, the seats haven't been... uh, uh, placed into the uh, voting stations and there are so many concerns uh, along with uh, uh, the candidates uh, who have not been able to propose to the society and to the people uh, their plan of action but rather attacking each other and with tribalism or just mere personal fact. So this is what I'm saying that there are no elections in Africa unless unless we change the narrative on our education system.
0: Mm. Let's look at the next uh, issue. Africa must quite, uh, must quiet dependency to embrace dignity. They need to quit uh, dependency to embrace dignity.
1: Oh, yeah, that is uh, very important because we must remember that uh, Uh, Given the fact that uh, we had the the uh, so-called Berlin Conference, there has been a curse onto the African continent and this since uh, 1885. And we have been belittled in in such a way that uh, they do not foster that Africa had greatness many years ago. And if I were to go deeper in this, a, it is important that the local them say that when they arrived in Africa, you saw youngsters that were able to build together and he asked them to, to run a race and during that race, uh, they finished together on the same line because that's how we were educated in our African system. But they wanted competition and today the same competition has been integrated uh, in our circuit. And in order to change that, we need to come back to our solidarism and work together in unity, cultivate a growth mindset, being positive and celebrate its achievements step by step and encourage collaboration throughout Africa. So when they speak about uh, one monetary currency uh, for Africa, the breaking of the borders in Africa, I think it's very important. But this relevance requires us now also to challenge the status quo of when we are going overseas, uh, begging for aid, for funds, uh, while we have all the mineral resources here in Africa, that ultimately it will encourage collaboration through universities uh, and through science. It would be um, a force to recon in the world. Let's look at ethical
0: leadership worldwide and most importantly in Africa.
1: Well, again, uh, it will tap on to the, to the education system which I do believe needs to be revamped uh, because we are no longer teaching people uh, morality and ethics and values. And uh, I think it's of importance that we recall that our leaders are and I call them leaders, but sometimes I prefer to call them misleaders because I can't understand that a leader would normally embezzle the founder of his uh, people. I can't understand that a leader will build a nation overseas rather than developing a medical center or a school in his village, in his uh, sec- uh, electoral circumscription or anywhere. Where it has uh, the opportunity to change the lives uh, of uh, the citizens of this country. So most importantly, what we are seeing as uh, uh, individuals, the leaders want the access to power, they forget uh, the masses. They forget the people that elected them into power. And in order to do so, we need to challenge uh, and uh, the leadership and bring the civil society on board so that they can leverage a system that will promote the greatness uh, of uh, our former institutions, uh, whether they are cultural, whether they are spiritual, which is a very important aspect, the spiritual aspect in terms of of our African cosmogony. And we have lost this, and it is important that we come back to our roots as Africans.
0: John, thank you very much for your time this morning. We hope to chat to you again.
1: It's a pleasure, sir. Have a lovely day. You too. too, You too have a lovely day.
0: Bye-bye. Bye.